There are lots of lousy businesses, and there's lots of wonderful businesses. It's the art and science of money. My job has been to try and figure out which is which. It's Hi-Fi Radio from the Global News Radio Studios in Toronto with Hi-Fi Portfolio Managers. Here's Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hartle. Well, good morning. Wakey, wakey. Welcome to the show for you about money. Yeah, it is a stressful time of year. A lot of demands on us, both time and on our finances, but no better time to have a little fireside chat with your family about money. A little hot cocoa and talk about uh, money. And again, I, if you recall, I set up a savings plan for my son, $100 a week. I match it with $100. you got to work for that $100. So he's got a job at uh, Metro Grocery and he wraps chicken. He saves $100. I, ma- I give him $100. By age 30, my estimation is at age 30, he'll have just under $300,000. By age 40, he will have about $700,000. And in 40 years, which, uh, actually no, at retirement age, he'll have $5.7 million. So this is a financial planning. This is retirement planning. This is savings live that we're going to keep bringing to you and give you a little updates. I'm looking forward to seeing the market roll over. Careful for what I wish for. But that's when the real education comes in, tolerating down markets. Um, it's funny, last week we had Sandy McIntyre in the studio and he said, you know, all of us spend so much time focusing on the next recession. But when you look at your lifetime, when you look at Sandy's lifetime, uh, 12% of his days were spent in recession, which means 88% of his time was in economic prosperity, the period that we are living in right now. So uh, I want to talk about Disney for a second and it's going to help me pivot over to uh, two brilliant guests that we have in studio, Martin Katz, um, Prospero Pictures, uh, fellow sleeper for Covenant House, um, a man who's very dear to my heart, uh, living amongst the people on a cold, wintry night, and he didn't skip out of the tent like I did to go to France. Uh, but, uh, next year, he's going to catch on to that little move I pulled. <laughs> uh, so thanks for joining us in the studio, Martin. Thank you. Um, of course, he is a, uh, pr- uh, a producer of fine content, and a very, very good friend of mine, Cliff Redford, in studio. Uh, Cliff, of course, is a veterinarian with the uh, Wellington Veterinarian Hospital. Merry Christmas. Uh, yeah, Merry Christmas to you, Cliff, uh, as well. A real pleasure. You've uh, been traveling India of late in between your patient visits uh, to uh, help rescue distressed animals. So, uh, again, I want to talk about content. Today's show is going to be about content, content creation. And we're going to start with Disney. And if you have ever thought about having a stock stocking stuffer, uh, that's a very old school concept, but we recently had a client call us up and say, I want to buy uh, some certificates of Disney and give it to my kids rather than buying something else. They said, well, we don't do it that way anymore. Well, I want to do it. I said, well, we don't do it that way because it's expensive just to print the certificate. Then you got to keep it in safe storage. And when you want to sell the stock, you may not be able to find it and you may miss the opportunity. So it's not an efficient way of doing it. I still want to do it. So I think the cost for the piece of paper is about $100. So if you buy one share at $140, it's now going to cost you $240 for one share. Oh, I don't want to do it now. Uh, I spoke to Jack about that this morning. You actually said to me, Jack, about Disney specifically with ordering certificates. Yeah, Disney no longer does that. You can't order a stock certificate from Disney for their shares for the fact because people were doing it in such small increments. Now, if you had, a, I don't know, 100,000 shares or a lot of shares, I'm sure they would give you a certificate. Or if you had maybe a thousand shares, but they don't do it for the one-off, two-offs anymore. 
Well, nonetheless, you know the, the concept of Disney is is is, is, is sound. Uh, again, if you're if you're going to start an investment program for your child um, and for yourself, diversity is very important. Diversification, hence, good old fashioned boring mutual funds are the right solution. I believe that's what I'm applying to my son's account. Seven eight percent time will do all the work for you. You don't need to hit the ball of the park. But you buy one stock, you have concentration risk. And Disney, of course, is spending a lot of money right here, right now, on its new Disney Plus launch. Uh, there is a war when it comes to content creation going on. I see it. Um, and it's just, it's such untraditional vehicles are getting into content creation. So uh, who better to discuss the content creation world than someone who's trying to do it right here, right now with his own money, Cliff Redford. And Martin Katz, of course, who produced the likes of Hotel Rwanda and is now working on what the third season. Get this, guys. Of Ice Road Truckers, is that correct, Martin? Eleventh season 11th. But, but, of but, Ice Road but, Truckers. But you've been working on it now for three. Is it your third? It's my fifth season working on it. Yeah. It's your fifth. So like that—that that, that is cool stuff. I don't know where to start with this. Uh, Ice Road Truckers are uh, saving animals. The, uh, the pictures you post, Cliff, I have to say, are pretty graphic. Uh, stitching up uh, uh, the, the monkey's face was. And pretty- I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and I've done everything I can to make them uh, a little bit more. I guess uh, easier on the eyes. The reality is, is I probably have to delete five or six before I find the one that I think Wolfgang can handle. Yeah, um. <laughs> but, but again, so so let's let's go to you, Mark, because you said something very interesting um, in terms of creating an hour of content. Yeah, what goes into it? So let me let me come back to an hour of content. I just want to pick up on Disney. Here's an interesting thing: when Disney decades ago. Disney resisted forever the idea that they would make their content available frequently because they believed that people would go to the movie theater, they would see Bambi, and then you'd have to wait a generation, and then the next generation of kids, 12 years later, would come and see Bambi again. In the meantime, they had to keep it under wraps because they believed that ubiquity, you know, supply and demand, ubiquity would reduce the value. Everyone had already seen it. It was on TV every day. It would have no value. Now, where are we? We're in an avalanche of content. You can't get enough content, and the value of the content only goes up. I know my 20-year-old is in the middle of watching uh, Friends. You know, he's in the middle of watching Mad Men. I mean, these are shows that are only a few years old, and they just can't get enough of them. So the world is upside down. When Disney decided, you know what? We'll release Bambi on VHS tape. They thought, that's it. It's the end of the studio. When we release that, everyone will have the VHS tape. No one will go to movie theater. Disney stock will plummet. We'll be worth nothing. And instead, fantastic increase in the value. Yeah, absolutely brilliant, Martin. It really, really is. Uh, uh, Martin Katz in studio with me. Um, he is a producer of film content, uh, Prospero Pictures, uh, Cliff Redford in studio, uh, veterinarian and a content creator uh, traveling the world to save animals. Uh, I like animals. I got a furry little loved one at home. Uh, it is Saturday morning. and Welcome to the show, Hi-Fi Radio and the Global News Radio Network. I'm Wolfgang Klein, portfolio manager here for you. All kinds of money tips, money ideas. Is long-term uh, sage advice. Uh, more of it right after this. Money. Let's take a break. But after, Wolf and Jack will continue their in-depth discussion about money. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. It is a cold winter up there. And, well, it's just begun, I guess, eh? December 21st. I think that's the official day of winter. 
not here in Canada. No, six months of winter, uh, three days of summer, and you got some spring and fall around you. Yeah, well, might as well stay inside and get cozy, and, well, it, uh, it's a good time to go to movies. Uh, but wait a minute, uh, Cineplex has been sold. Uh, well, they'll still exist. Cineworld uh, out of England, um, buying a stock that Jack and I owned uh, at a, what, a 40% premium to the previous day's close. Uh, Martin Katzen's studio has his Cliff Redford. Cliff is a veterinarian extraordinaire um, and also wants to take his talent of being a vet, uh, helping animals and creating content. Uh, Martin uh, is a content expert. Uh, he's a producer. Um, uh, Hotel Rwanda uh, is a film that he has received much accolades for and uh, works on a really fun show, uh, Ice Road Truckers. Who would have thought that uh, you could get some footage of, of uh, uh, entertainment value from a truck driver? Well, this is what's amazing, and I think it's re- really relevant to what Cliff is doing, that... Um in these reality shows, these unscripted shows, we look at, we follow people who do something interesting and compelling. It, and I think it kind of started with cooking shows. You know, if you go back to Julia Child, you go back to The Galloping Gourmet, you go back to um, Bruno Gerussi, you know, the, the people loved watching people doing ordinary things well. And so you fast forward to our show, Ice Road Truckers, you got people driving trucks in dangerous conditions or... Uh, um, you know, uh, uh, offshore fishermen fishing in dangerous conditions. You have hours and hours of boring nothing and then minutes of quite active, dangerous drama. And so our job is to film as much as we can so the cameras are always going. You know, we do 700 hours of footage for every hour of television content. Wow. So we can only do that because we have digitization, we have compression, we have big uh, uh, hard drives installed into the trucks. We've got GoPros, so miniaturization. So we've got 4K um, high-definition cameras, mount, you know, that cost 120 bucks, but we've got seven of them mounted on the axles, they're mounted on the, on the overhang. So we're shooting everything from every angle, and, you know, God forbid something should go wrong. We don't want that to happen, but if a truck slips off the road and goes into the ditch, we've got it covered seven ways to Sunday, and we create drama out of that. How much yeah. are those little cameras worth, did you say? I think a little GoPro is $120. And, 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 but they're, that, that's, they're a good enough, that's a good enough quality that you can actually end up putting that on television. And now, like your iPhone, they're 4K quality. We can put them on television. Absolutely incredible. It's, it's just amazing how trends have changed, sort of. And subtly, um, again, Cliff, you're, you're, you're a veterinarian, and according to some of the Jack's research and my research, this notion of loving animals seems to be on an upward trajectory, and people point the finger millennials are deferring mm-hmm. children, but they want to have furry loved ones in their life, and so... It, it, Constantly. I mean, we were talking before the show about this emergency hospital and specialty hospital down the street for me that does hip replacements and open heart surgery and disc uh, ruptured disc surgeries and years of chemotherapy on your beloved Fluffy that needs it. And, you know, people are dropping 10, 15 grand and you kind of your eyeballs popped out of your head wondering if it was worth it. Uh, of course it is. You know, you just, it, it all depends, right? You're going to spend it on one thing or you're going to spend it on another. Uh, Martin, uh, to kind of switch back to the original topic, Martin's talking about uh, all these uh, cameras and all this footage that you're catching. You have it very lucky. When I went to India, of course, I'm not a producer. I'm just a veterinarian and I'm a much better veterinarian than uh, than TV director or content director. But we have uh, two self-taught, incredibly talented quote-unquote kids, millennials, filming. And uh, we miss a lot because we can't film 
constantly. We had on day two a dog with a neck injury. I'm examining it. It gets up. This is on the streets of uh, Hyderabad, India. It jumps up, lunges at me, comes within inches of biting me, literally. We then find out the dog has rabies. And of course, we didn't get wow. it on that film. That would have been We sad. didn't get it Going on film. Commercial we didn't, break. Everyone's I like, can see it. Yeah. Martin, Martin's running with that. <laughs> I had that show. I shot one of my first television series was called Wild Side for Nickelodeon. We shot it in Johannesburg, South Africa, and in mm. Swaziland. And we had a black mamba snake, the most poisonous snake on the planet. And the snake charmer uh, was trying to move the snake back into the shade uh, out of the sun so the shot would be better by sort of putting its foot up near the black mamba's head. And the mamba struck him and bit. There was a tiny hole in his shoe, bit through his shoe, bit into his toe. And the guy, his foot blew up in a second. And he narrated his own near death in the jeep as we drove him to the hospital saying i'm now lost control of my feet i can't you know the poison's making its way to my heart uh i only have a few minutes left in my life Uh, anyway we got him to the hospital he was saved he lost several toes but we got it all on camera it's the most incredible that's unbelievable you guys are (laughs) chocked with content right here right now uh you know again i got an instagram little feed the other day and it was of a um of a, of a man standing on the rail of a helicopter with a great big camera. Uh-huh. And it's got to do with Warren Buffett quotes, um, talking about disruption and technology, and of course now drones putting the, the helicopter pilot, the, the cameraman out of pilot, except a whole lot of people out of business for what's, what's a drone worth to, to shoot film? A couple thousand bucks, I would bet, eh? Not more. It's just yeah. unbelievable. But, but yet content remains king, and I've, I've been saying that for decades. I, I used to work in radio, of course, where you had jocks, and they were creating content, and uh, the, the, the medium kind of continued to survive, although was challenged. Uh, but we still watch television, and we still do read some newspapers, digitally, perhaps. Um, but the other media content that I think is going, by the way, the Dodo Bird, is direct mail. We're going to go to commercial break, pay some bills around here, having a lot of fun here. Uh, a couple of days before Christmas, uh, going to the movies used to be a big thing Christmas time, and you still can't even though Cineplex has been taken over. Martin Katz in studio, a producer, uh, owner uh, of Prospero Pictures, Cliff Redford, the Wellington Vet Hospital, and a content creative of his own as he travels the world to save animals and uh, create some content. Uh, Jack, of course, always a pleasure to have you in studio. You speak too much, mind you. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll have more of Jack Hartle on the show right after this as well. Go to commercial break. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. There's more great show after this. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hakuna Matata. It means no worries. Hakuna Matata. What a wonderful phrase. Hakuna Matata. Ain't no peasant craze. It means no worries for the rest of your days. It's our problem free. Welcome back to the show. Hi-Fi Radio, it is indeed. It's a show about money, high finance, and a little high fidelity. We're here as well. Uh, we're here to learn something. We're here to help give back. Uh, Martin Katz in studio, a fellow sleeper uh, for the Covenant House cause. Uh, 
Martin, you did a great job. Um, 85 of us, we raised over $1.3 million. Um, very, very proud and privileged to, to be able to experience that. Uh, goodness, with this weather out there, I would not want to have to know anyone who spends another night on this street. Uh, you can always go to Martin's, uh, go to the Covenant House website, look for Martin Katz. You can donate for him. Um, or you can go to the Covenant House website and still hit on my link. Uh, it's incredible. After the, you do a sleep out like this with digital technology, A, we can watch very readily who is making donations. But after the fact, are people still donating I just on your got, site? I just got a couple donations this week, in is, fact. So it's fantastic. It's, it's, yeah. It really, really is. Uh, it's a great cause. It's an important cause. Um, I hear the Scott Mission right now advertising on the radio. Uh, again, another great cause. Um, there, there's so many great causes out there. And, uh, well, some people don't like people. They like animals. And so uh, <laughs> we got Cliff in the studio Most here. veterinarians are like that, I yeah. think. <laughs> I hate people. Ball. Uh, as I get older, I begin to dislike people, sort of. Love my wife, love my kids, uh, everyone else. No, I love you, too. I'm just kidding. And I do want to thank you for tuning into the show. Uh, Jack, good to have you in the studio. You enjoying it? Yeah, it's good. Well, it's talking content and talking about streaming, and we're seeing the streaming wars really kick off with, you know, Disney+. Plus. you got Apple creating content and Netflix. You've got the, uh, you've got the big boys out there really going out there, not attacking the space, but really putting some resources into it. Um, but, Jack, again... Uh, I was watching MASH last night. I enjoy watching reruns of MASH. Martin was talking about back in the day, Disney would not re-release key content. They wanted to uh, create a scarcity and then relaunch it a generation later. Um, but you were just talking about your son watching some fishing shows. Yeah, I couldn't get him off the fishing network uh, last weekend, actually. And Martin was talking about 700 hours of content, I guess, to create one hour. So my, seven hours was filmed for an hour for, of content. Yeah, for yeah. Ice, uh, for ice Road Truckers. And my son was watching the fishing shows. We fish a lot in the summer. And he says, Dad, these guys catch a lot more fish than we do. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, nonstop action on the fishing shows without question. But it's incredible what people watch. I like watching fishing uh, fishing shows. uh, Excuse me, fishing shows. I like watching cooking shows. I was watching TLN last. Yes, and I got very relaxed. It was very therapeutic to watch them in Spain, outdoor barbecue, the peppers, the tomatoes, the sausage, the beautiful people, the Perfect. Mm. It relaxed me for 15 minutes. Uh, Then my dog started to bark. Anyways, uh, <laughs> he had to go out. <laughs> um, uh, we we do have uh, one of our analysts on the line, uh, Ari Vinda. Are you there? I'm here. Thank you. Uh, very good. Thank you, Ari Vinda uh, Galapataga is a uh, uh, TMT analyst. That's what we used to say back in 2000, tech, media, and telecom, because uh, the world as uh, you know was supposed to converge. Mm-hmm. Come up with that concept. Give me a break. Converge. Onwards and forwards. But uh, Ari Vinder, one of your stocks got taken over, uh, Cineplex. So uh, does that mean my kid can't uh, Uber, Lyft, uh, skip the dishes, the popcorn thing movie does at 20 bucks a bag? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think for the, for the moment, uh, all that is still good. Uh, deal doesn't close until uh, probably middle of next year. Um, what's unclear at this point is, um, you know, uh, what fundamental changes Cineworld uh, the acquirer would be making. Um, I don't think on the theatrical side there's going to be anything taken out of the model. Um, what would be introduced into the model uh, would be this um, uh, a, a program what's known as Unlimited, which Cineworld, which is a UK-based company or London-based company that uh, implemented uh, quite successfully in the United Kingdom, which is a subscription model. So you you know you pay a monthly subscription and you can see. Uh, a, a, a certain number of films uh, within a month, 
which is I think there are some limitations around uh, region and whether it's 2D or 3D, that kind of thing, but it's a subscription model. So that might be one thing that's introduced once that transaction closes. But for us, the consumer, I don't think beyond that there would be uh, too many changes. You know, uh, as far as the office is concerned, I mean, it looks like they're really going to gut Toronto from, uh, from the synergy numbers that they put out there. So it's, uh, you're not going to be left with that many um, uh, people running the operation, as it's going to be quite skeletal. Um, but as I said, I think the interesting thing to look out for there is, number one, the subscription product, and number two, whether they will spin out the other pieces, the non-theatrical pieces of the business. So you guys are familiar with the rec room. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they might spin that out. You never know. They haven't decided. They have, you know, we're speculating. Um, there's, they've, they've then fi- there's the last phases of finalizing the first top golf location. They also have a digital signage business, which is about $70 million in revenue. And they have uh, another company called Player One Gaming, which they fully uh, own and operate, uh, which is about, you know, 20 to 30, 25 to $30 million in EBITDA. So it's, it's, uh, it's meaningful. Good. Well, so, they, they certainly were a vertically integrated, diversified entertainment hubspot, and they tried their best to adapt to changing trends without question. But if a, a fascinating topic uh, that, that is emergent, and everyone is talking about it, and that is content itself and the creation of content. And uh, Ari Vinda, you approached me a few months ago saying, hey, Wolf, well, you have an idea about... Films that are, I think, near production, uh, they require some bridge financing. And it was basically a piece of debt yielding about 9%, I think you said. And again, when I, when I first met Martin, I, met, I, I mentioned him and I dated myself by talking about the old film grants, tax shelters around film production. But the financing of films has changed. The cost to produce content has certainly changed. Uh, you're listening to Hi-Fi Radio. We're going to hold that concept about the cost of production, the cost of content. going to go to commercial bake and pay for my big wage and get right back to you right after this listen we're gonna take a break but when we come back more money talk you're listening to hi-fi radio from global news radio 640 toronto wow the power of a jingle eh Uh, Audio recall is so much more powerful than visual. Maybe not quite as powerful as scent. You're a doctor. You actually correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your your nose is the best trigger for memories in the past. Incredible, but 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 certainly audio is powerful. Songs, music, uh, Mm -hmm. hence A B C D. Right? Mm -hmm. They 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 figure some out uh, at a teaching level. Welcome back to the show. We're talking content creation. Um, technology, of course, allows more things to get done at cheaper prices. And yet the demand for content is, is, is incredible. There really is a content war taking place. And as such, Jack and I lined up a great show today. Martin Katz, who is a producer of film, uh, working currently on the Ice Road Truckers series, worked on, did, produced Hotel Rwanda. Uh, and uh, Dr. Cliff Redford, uh, my favorite veterinarian in Toronto, but he lived too far away. <laughs> uh, or you work too far. Were you up in uh, Rich? Markham. In Markham, yeah. yeah. The, well, and the north end of Markham. Yeah. Well, you're very good at what you do. And, of course, you're creating content, uh, traveling to various parts of the world. You've gone to Greece. You've gone to India recently. Jamaica. Jamaica. And way up in Thunder Bay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the Thunder Bay, buddy. Thunder Bay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we saved. Uh, I, I rented a Home Depot truck. Thank goodness they don't charge for mileage. Drove overnight by myself, no sleep, 
rescued 70 cats from a hoarding situation. Drove back, again, no sleep. 36 hours later, I'm back at my clinic. They oh. lived with us for about four months. I, I, I have Talk John, about smell being a thing of memory. I have, John, I have John Candy in my mind playing a polka band in the back of it. <laughs> that's what's going through my Those mind. Those weren't right two now. pillows. <laughs> that's what's going um, We're talking content creation. Uh, Ari Vindo on the line is an analyst with Canaccord Genuity. He covers the media space and content space. Um, so, Ari Vindo, tell me something. From your perspective, from your vantage point as an analyst, um, where do you think the world is going to go in content and and the the, the financing? Again, we're, we're talking about Star Wars coming out. What was the budget for Star Wars, guys? That was being released, but in the next well, this weekend has been it's been released. I don't I don't know what the budget to create it was, but I think the revenue they're expecting worldwide is one point eight to two billion dollars. It's it's massive. It's huge. What, what's your guess, uh, Martin? The production on on, on that. Uh, well, we're just film? saying the Irishman is a hundred and sixty million dollars. I'm obviously Star Wars is upwards of two hundred million dollars, which would make it one of the most expensive movies ever made. Uh, can I, so, and what, what would the all-in production cost be for an episode of Ice Road Truckers? So closer, to, quite a bit less than that. Uh, about <laughs> half a million dollars. Half a million. Yeah. And for then, one cor- episode. Half a million dollars per episode. Canadian dollars per episode. Uh, can, can you do heart surgery? Can you get? Can you knock off five for certain parts of heart? Even I could do heart surgery for that, uh, that <laughs> yeah. amount. No problem. I'll transplant my heart into the dog if I have to. But that show's sold. We sell it 65 markets around the world. It's sold all over the world. Wow. And, and as I said, 11 seasons of it. People just can't get an, enough of it. But I love your idea, though. I love the idea of following you, rescuing... Yeah, it's been uh, a lot of fun. I mean, uh, we just got back from India, my daughter and I, and we probably, so we're halfway through our 11 episodes. Now, these are only little five-minute YouTube channel episodes, uh, DR Cliff Worldwide Vet on YouTube. Um, but, I mean, so if we do 11 episodes, 55 minutes of really high-quality content, that whole thing, not including the flights for four people, two camera people, my daughter and I, cost me 10 grand mm-hmm. so uh you can do it for a lot less but there's a whole different thing about being on youtube versus being on nat geo wild or netflix or that's whatever. true but the challenge is that once you get on television everyone or, or into a movie theater everyone expects the same experience people don't go to a movie theater and say well it's a canadian film so i guess uh, the quality will be less correct it's a good point you're paying the same 12 dollars, 12.50 yeah. whatever mm-hmm. it costs 15 dollars, 25 dollars. you're sitting in a big seat and you know 20 dollars for a thing of uh popcorn and coke and you expect a comparable feeling you don't watch tv and say well it's seven o'clock so the quality is going to be lower and at nine o'clock quality is going to be higher so you're the challenge is you're competing in a marketplace in which people don't really care that much what your problems were in production or how much it cost you <laughs> to pay for your star they want a similar entertainment experience and that's where the rubber hits the road Inter- so that so, must so, be much more difficult for canadians because i would say you want the same experience in the theater but as a canadian f- film producer you're not in hollywood with or i would say sort of the big money is obviously for yeah. producing these types of films so so how do you bridge that gap well it's like sports think about sports we're selling our tickets in canadian dollars instead of american dollars or euros or pounds so they're again you know whatever you do in the world you're still selling your tickets in our currency but you're paying for your stars in either america you know in dollars or pounds or or euros but not in canadian dollars so you're you're behind the eight ball from the word go you have to go to the international marketplace and find foreign buyers to also buy your show so that's why we do co-productions at prospero pictures where we find a german or french or british partners and help 
uh, shore up the amount of money we've got to invest in the project using foreign markets as well as Canadian markets. Uh, Ari Vinda. Yes. Uh, tell, tell me something, where we're going with this content, where this discussion about content creation and, and the various budgets. Um, it, tell me something from an investing point of view. What's the play on it? Yeah, so the content, if you just take the uh, content production and ownership and distribution side of the business, it's been, uh, it's been a bumpy ride. I mean, uh, you know, we've published heavily on the content space and what's going on and where the demand's coming from and uh, all the nitty-gritty there. You would, this is, uh, as you said, you know, that's the best way to describe it is there's a real arms war, uh, 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 arms race with respect to content as, you know, the SWOT platforms continue to ramp up and at the same time the, the traditional linear pr- broadcasters are moving into the OTT or the SWOT space themselves. And it's not just Disney, it's, it's, it's HBO, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, NBC, and then you're getting the smaller shops like AMC and Lionsgate and them starting to roll out their own SWOT platforms as well, so there should be huge demand for content. You would think that in that backdrop, a lot of the indies would have done exceptionally well, but from our perspective, from an investment perspective, it's been a mixed result. The only success story as a stock, and I think uh, you and I have talked about this in the past, has been Entertainment One. Um, you know, it's managed here uh, out of Toronto here, even though it was listed in London. You know, they had a terrific run. Um, you know, they made a lot of shows for ABC, a lot of the, uh, the, uh, the, a lot of the dramas for ABC, and then obviously they were fortunate enough to have a hit like Peppa Pig and, uh, and PJMR. So that's been the sole success story. When you think about the others, DHX Media, Q Media, um, even Lionsgate, you know, their stocks have plummeted, and it's been, it's been, uh, it's been various management, balance sheet management uh, issues that, that have been, uh, that, you know, there's no sort of common theme there. But uh, too much leverage in this business appears to always come back and bite. <laughs> leverage is such an evil, evil word. Uh, only very, very few people know how to use it. Uh, we have to go to commercial break. Uh, I'm getting the uh, wrap. Uh, so you're listening to Hi-Fi Radio, show about money. We're talking about content creation uh, from Hollywood to the streets of India and everything in between. Uh, Jack Hartle, Wolfgang Klein, here for your money questions and hopefully success along the way. Please stay tuned to the Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto. Making money is the best. So how do you make more money? back after this. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back. You know that song? This is a hit. So we do here is play the hits for you. Feel like going to the movies? Well, why not go to the movies, support the artists, support the writers, uh, support Martin Katz. Uh, he's in the studio. He supported the homeless for Covenant House with me. Slept on the streets of Toronto a couple weeks ago. Uh, humbling experience. Uh, successful event. The problem is they still persist. They do not go away. So this time of year, of course, uh, it's better to give than receive. Be generous and give uh, to those in need. There's a lot of need out there. Please support the cause. Uh, Cliff Rufford, of course, travels the world saving animals. Um, It it actually saddens me to to hear some of the tragic stories uh, about animals. Don't want to bring it down, but I don't know why people abuse animals in the first place and allow them to run stray. Uh, I'll have to want to introduce you to the uh, owner of um, the Kinmount 
uh, movie mm-hmm. theater. He has a head. The theater he, with he the, cat the cat rescue the, at the back. Yeah, and the, he's, he's adamant that the people should spay their animals uh, and be responsible pet owners. Mm-hmm. Absolutely adamant about that. Uh, nonetheless, we're creating content. Ari Vinder's on the line. <clears throat> Excuse me, Ari Vinder's on the line here with us. He's an analyst with Canaccord Genuity. A real expert uh, in the space of media and the trends. I was just watching Martin's head bop up and down in acknowledgement of everything Ari Vinda was saying. But uh, Mar- uh, Martin, you bring a good point up. Uh, you know, we're speaking about the big content producers right now, um, and and Ari Vinda was saying how the indies. I know that from the music industry, right? The <laughs> indie label. If you're in the music business, but indie film producer as well. Uh, they're, that they're very very challenged. But you also bring up the point about the additional avenues sure. uh, available to the consumer it's, for this flood of content coming at them. It's an avalanche of content. And uh, Arvinder mentioned, you know, the obvious streamers, Netflix, uh, a- Disney, ABC, uh, HBO Plus, uh, Apple TV now. But there's also things like BritBox. There's Gem, obviously. There's Crave, obviously. There's, um, uh, you know, Lumi, which is the APTN streaming service where you could, there's the NFB. I mean, the NFB, everything that NFB has ever produced is free at, you know at nfb.ca so you can the the amount that you can stream now is unbelievable i watch people on the subway you know some with their with their and they're watching tv on their hey I to work. Say, so i want to interrupt craziness i want to interrupt you because you mentioned nfb which immediately made me think about pbs yeah uh, a station that i don't really understand but every time i watch it with kathleen my beautiful wife she's i should support them Yes. Give me a quick, maybe you want to pipe into this, because PBS actually has brilliant content, very intelligent content on PBS. And I sort of stumble across it as I'm couching or surfing, right? It's a fascinating story because the American, uh, the FCC, the American, uh, the the Federal um, Communications Commission. Mm -hmm. RCRTC. RCRTC. Believed that privately owned television would never make anything of great value for America uh, unless they were forced to do so. And instead of being legislated to uh, create va- content of uh, importance, they created PBS, which was supposed to be funded by the other broadcasters and intended to make content that was truth-based and sort of the opposite of Fox News. They were intended to be a <laughs> programming service absolutely of integrity. Br- no, it's absolutely brilliant, Mark. And, what are you saying here? And Ronald Reagan unfunded it so that it couldn't achieve that mandate and that's why people have to give money to unfunded pbs it. he was too busy with the war on drugs no he specifically unfunded it wow and uh and undermined the, the the possibility of having a public broadcaster in america as there is in almost every other country uh, on the planet you know there's a public broadcaster we or have C- we have many we have right. cbc we also have in ontario we have tvo in bc they have you know in alberta they have public broadcasters so in America, there's one public broadcaster who has no funding, effectively no funding. And so they scrape together what money they can from private donations, and uh, they sometimes have great content. But they own almost nothing because they can't afford to. It, but they, but the content that they've created, they do own. So can they leverage that? And so, Ari Vinder, again, what's going through your mind about leveraging old content versus creating new content at $200, $200 million a pop? Yeah, I think with respect to uh, when you talk about old content, having a catalog, having a library is is definitely valuable because, as we as we were discussing, you know, there's the apart from the really large SVOD offerings, you're starting to see a bunch of uh, niche offerings, and it doesn't have to be all SVOD. It can be some of the AVOD, you know, advertising driven uh, VOD uh, platforms that are emerging as well. So. The, the key sort of ingredient for that, in addition to sort of the hit shows that will attract you that that particular platform is synonymous with, 
is to have a catalog to kind of fall back on. So the, the catalog is valuable. I mean, back, let's say, if you go back seven, eight years ago, there was huge demand for even, you know, let's say non-premium catalogs because Netflix needed to put this stuff on their library to have enough breadth to attract uh, customers. So it is, it is important. Uh, but with that said, as data, uh, as the sort of the analytics capabilities of these S4 platforms start to increase more and more and they're able to see exactly what you're watching, then, you know, you start to pick and choose which catalogs you want. You're no longer going for bulk. So that bulk phase has sort of ended. So library is definitely important, but as time goes by, you know, it, it's, it has to be either niche or it has to have it has to have real um, um, it has to have real appeal across the board because that period of time where you're putting con- uh, like loads of uh, con- old, uh, content on a library and you know getting a, a nice bang for your buck is 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 probably easing away now. But you made a very interesting point here, and this gets down to target marketing because they know what you are watching now. That is so different. Game changer. So if they know what you're watching, they can now better target content towards you so that you watch more of it. The, the better example of that also is Amazon. I say they also know what you're buying. Oh, yeah. That's, that's where you're buying. Yeah, so Amazon. Every Monday. Absolutely. Oh, I've been looking for a fishing rod. I'm getting bombarded. They also fishing. know what you're likely to want to buy based right. on what you're watching. Correct. Is so it, the, the, wow. the, 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 the streaming service is kind of a loss leader for them. It just gives them more information about your demographics. And again, in this day and age, and Ari Vindo, you know that from multiple sectors, because when I speak to analysts, we're all speaking about the importance of now this data, because we're now collecting data. We have enough data that we can create efficacy. I don't care if you talk about a drug or if you're talking about a new product. If you've got enough data, you can use that data intelligently. Artificial intelligence, perhaps. Ooh, scary world, guys. Uh, you listen to Hi-Fi Radio, Global News Radio, 640 in Toronto. Ari Vinder's on the line. He is our tech, media, and telecom analyst. Uh, we're talking about content creation. We've got a cool veterinarian in the studio, Cliff Redford, who also has created a lot of content on YouTube. Martin Katz, a real deal film producer. Ice Road Truckers, every man's favorite show. Uh, more of it right after this. Stay with us. There's more shows still to come. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. This is the end. Beautiful friend. This is the end. My only friend. The end of Wake up. Well, it's the last segment of the show. Apocalypse Now was good content. Uh, so what do they do with that content, Cliff or uh, uh, Martin? A uh, movie like that. Uh, do they continue to leverage it? Do they continue to make money off of it? So we sell uh, content like uh, Apocalypse Now, as we're talking about. Uh, into We sell it by territory. We sell it by medium. And we sell it by term. So we sell it into every jurisdiction. We sell it for home video. We sell it for linear television we sell it for over the top which is usually uh, a streaming service and usually then uh, uh, often non-exclusive so you can sell it to multiple different services acorn gem you know uh, uh netflix amazon and we just keep reinventing the audience for those things the real question is what's the next invention what's the, what's the next iteration you know when, when we we got to sell programming to to 
cinemas. Then we got to sell programming to cable television. Then we got to sell pro programming to free television. Then we got to sell programming to VHS. Then we got to sell the same programming to DVD. And now those markets are gone, so now we get to sell it to the streamers. And the question is, the what is it that happens after that? You know, it's incredible you said streamers because, again, uh, when I used to work in the music business, the radio business uh, that was playing rock and roll, uh, I had record companies as clients. And, of course, uh, it frustrated the consumers. It went from the cassette to the uh, LP to the CD. Uh, always had to buy new hardware. The hardware stores liked it mm -hmm. until they got the margin squeeze in the last round. They weren't making money on, on, on CD players. Um, but again, the, the, the world has evolved, and yet uh, businesses survive and businesses uh, have to um, morph. Let's take this over to um, uh, Cliff for a second. Um, uh, Martin, you, you, you've you been in the business. You've produced a lot of different shows. What advice can you give to our indie friend, Cliff Redford? He's creating these five-minute YouTube um, uh, clips. Obviously, he wants to continue with his dream of, of, of sharing with the world how he is making a difference. Uh, can you offer him some advice live here on radio? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think the world, you know, there's, there's a bifurcation in the world. We're looking for Star Wars and Irishmen, huge budget, huge musical score, huge uh, actors, um, huge production value films. And then at the other end, we've got uh, Ice Road Truckers, which is, you know, not the smallest budget show. But, you know, you've got RuPaul's Drag Race. You've got... Um, uh, uh, other unscripted. That sounds funny. I never heard of that one. Oh, it's fantastic. Is it? So, so these are oh. niche, dedicated uh, shows that are reality based, unscripted, we call them. So they're either competition shows like Drag Race or they're uh, documentaries, occupational documentaries like our show, Ice Road Truckers, or like your show, mm -hmm. um, which is following you doing something that people understand, whether it's drag shows, karaoke, uh, ice fishing. Um, you know, or helping animals. And, and I do all four of those. So that's <laughs> the important thing. <laughs> and creating, finding the moments of drama in what you do. And the truth is that now that you can film that on a, on a phone that mm -hmm. has 4K, you can do the editing without buying an, or renting an editing suite. You can add music, which you create or you license. You can create the same level of drama if you, if you, if you can find it if you shoot enough, and if you have the the presence on screen to attract an audience. And I think you're doing exactly the right thing. Yeah, you just got to keep knocking on doors and keep plugging away. And so, I would be doing this regardless, right? Like that's the, I, I've fallen in love with this. So if this dream of getting a, a TV or internet-based show going never happens, I'm still going to be traveling around the world saving these animals. I love it. Well, there is a lot of love out there, and uh, it's a time of year for it. Um, it is, again, a time to talk about a lot of things with the family and uh, hopefully you can be productive. Uh, I cannot stress the importance enough of uh, discussing saving and uh, part of a savings program should also be a part uh, a philanthropy program where a little bit of the money you save, you should tithe and give it to a worthy cause. Uh, if you want to help Cliff out, perhaps, you may want to send him some money so he can continue to save some animals uh, uh, and, and uh, travel the world to uh, create some interesting and fresh uh, real uh, content. Um, I don't know, Jack and I are into the compounding business. What makes our business very boring is compounding takes a couple of decades. Um, it is not exciting. But the truth is it creates magic. Uh, so I don't know, Martin, I want you to think about that. Uh, how can you take what Jack and I do and put it to film? Uh, because it's very, very relevant and it is true and it's important. And if they don't teach it at school, we're going to teach it right here on Hi-Fi Radio. Um, I'd like to bring colorful guests into the show. 
uh, try to tie it into a, a third dimension, I shall say. It gets down to buying good quality assets, um, thinking long term, having some fun along the way, and understanding that horse and buggies may go by the way of the dodo bird. Uh, new technology shall replace them. So sometimes you got to be able to punt and uh, move on. Uh, Jack, any final comments before we head up for Christmas break? I'm just waiting for the uh, the film studio to show up in our office for the 700 hours of, of content. I'm sure they get an hour show out of that, eh, Wolf? I guess that's, you're right. That's we have to shoot 700 hours of Jack and I to get yourself a five-minute YouTube clip. <laughs> oh, sorry, 700 for an hour. Yeah. You probably get five minutes out of Jack and I. Good one, Jack. Uh, I want to wish you all a very, very Merry Christmas. Jack, it's been a great year. Thank you for all of your support. Uh, portfolio manager extraordinaire that you are. Cliff, we'll have you back on next year, of course. Uh, you can sleep with Covenant House, sleep in the streets with uh, Martin next year and I'll Jack. Yeah, I'm going to sleep out with that. All right. 100%, yeah. Excellent look at Jack's face. Look at the look on Jack's face right now. Wolf, you just listened to me for the sleep. Okay, fine. I'll perhaps do it again next year. Uh, it is better to give than receive. Um, we are here for you. I want to wish you all the best of the holiday season. And uh, I guess we'll be back with you in the new year. No, just before the new year. Uh, we'll be back, Jack and I. All the best. You have yourself a great weekend. Thank you for tuning in to Hi-Fi Radio on the Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto. Listening to Hi-Fi Radio with Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hartle, portfolio managers at Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management. For questions about today's show or any money questions you need answered, email Wolf and Jack at WolfgangKlein.com. Hi-Fi Radio for the love of money. We'll see you next week.